0: What's up, everybody? Crazy NFC and AFC Championship weekend is in the books. Me and Steve here coming to you guys, going to give you a nice recap and our uh, thoughts on the championships.
1: Yeah, what's going on, guys? And we're here talking Titans Chiefs Packers 49ers. We know that these games have concluded a couple days ago. We had a couple of uh, technical difficulties posting this episode the first time. So we're back in the studio grinding it out. We're going to have more content coming for you guys all weekend, whether that's football, basketball, whatever, but a lot of exciting things coming on. But, Lou, let's get right into the Titans and Chiefs. I uh, got final score, 35-24. Uh, what were your first impressions as far as, like, this game and, and what, it, what did you think of, of what actually happened?
0: I thought the Chiefs did everything they had to do to win this game. They put the ball in Mahomes' hands. They made the Titans play from behind, and like I said, with the Ravens, they were not built to play from behind. They're the not same team. Uh, They get Tannehill uncomfortable. Uh, He couldn't complete third down passes because the pass rush was so lethal. Like I said, when they started in the middle of the season, bringing those linebackers in from the outside to blitz, uh, it it changed the whole dynamic for Kansas City. And we just saw that the Titans and Tannehill is not that guy. Like I I, remember I said to you, he'll only get paid and I'll only pay him plus 20 if he goes to the Super Bowl and wins it. And, And it didn't happen. And my credits to him. He did all he could, but the Chiefs were the better team and uh the best quarterback on the planet one.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't think that Tannehill necessarily did a bad job no. either. I just I just don't think that he's ever really gonna be the guy to lead his team as Mahomes is. You know yeah. we there's know there's levels. There's levels. There's levels of the shit. Yeah, dog. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. It's straight up. Um, but but with Tannehill, we had 21 in, uh, for 31, 209 passing yards and two touchdowns. And I, I'm pretty sure that this was his playoff debut because I don't think Miami's made the playoffs when no. he was their quarterback. And this is his first year with Tennessee. Um, Something to obviously, in, in Tannehill's defense, uh, Derrick Henry didn't have that great of a rushing day, you know, 19 rushes for 69 yards and a touchdown. Obviously, this is the regular season. Those stats are pretty decent, and that's not yeah. bad of a fantasy day, you know. Um, but we're talking about playoff football here, so this is where things are real, things are legit. Um, so I definitely expect him to perform better, especially when he's been putting up, what, 160, 180 a week, like yeah, like it was that's... a given. Just I think people caught on, Lou, to that Halfback dive. Yeah, the
0: half—just, <laughs> we're going to run through you, and if we can't run through you, we it's lose. over. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it just is what it is. I, I think that was the same thing with the Ravens plan, except Lamar added to the running game. It was Mark Ingram, five yards a carry, and then Lamar's, like, eight yards a carry, so it's, like, a dual threat, and, and you saw with Tennessee, they just did not have that at all. It was just Derrick Henry, and I do think they need to invest in another guy, kind of like how, how Seattle has it uh, with— penny and chris carson two yeah, completely sure. different guys one's a bull one's a run through the tackles kind of guy and make quick cuts so yeah i think they definitely need to do that but i mean it, it was a great year for them no one expected them to go this far and it, it's it's bittersweet because you you'd wish they have a better pick because you feel like they deserve a better pick in the draft but uh, i think they'll take on to the afc championship yeah well that,
1: that's just like the risk with the wild card yeah. you know what i mean they they're, they're part of the four last teams remaining in the league um so, so that'll definitely affect things but no receiver really helped out Tannehill and no. Derrick Henry either uh none of the receivers had over 65 yards and I mean first round pick in AJ Brown first round pick and Corey Davis I mean where were these guys John Smith has been the guy that kind of stepped up as far as receiving goes the most um but definitely even like Adam Humphreys he's a guy that's been in the league for a little bit and, and he just kind of like disappeared so they definitely need to invest in a guy that they can depend on more yeah. than necessarily a Corey Davis and Humphreys you know
0: do you think that um now that John Smith is kind of that good at tight end they kind of try to move on from Delaney Walker because he's got a pretty big contract for a for a tight end that doesn't play all the time.
1: Yeah. I, see, the thing with, with Delaney Walker is I, I feel like it depends on the team he's with. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's been with the Titans for, for many of years uh, since he came over from the 49ers. Um, I, I feel like he's a big locker room guy and, and does still teach, even even those receivers and tight ends, uh, valuable lessons throughout because like, yeah. they're so young, you know what I mean? So if they didn't want to bring in a, a veteran receiver to that presence— then I guess Delaney Walker could necessarily fill the role, and I would say that he's he's still valued as as a blocking tight end. You know what I mean? Even yeah. if even if John U. Smith was to be the guy that that was the main receiving threat, but no, I, I hear you with the cap number. Uh, Maybe what,
0: restructure it like a Sherman deal. Yeah, I, I wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't mind that at all. No, I I feel like when when teams do the restructures, it, it definitely is better. Uh, probably more likely for the team because. I mean, the player always wants to get paid big money. Um, but it, but if they were to keep Delaney Walker for, for an extra year or two and, and then could cut the money in half and just spread it out over some time, yeah, I feel like that would be very beneficial. But I'm sure a lot of the young guys that they've had over the years have stepped up, even even defensively, as, as part mm-hmm. of, like, vocal leaders in the locker room. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, like... Delaney Walker has had his fair share of, of being the guy there, you know. Definitely, but, definitely. But there's def, like you said, there's got to be, like, a change at, at some point. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it could definitely be because of a contract, you know. Mm-hmm. But let, let's head into the Chiefs side of this. Mahomes went 23-35, 294 passing yards, three touchdowns. And we can't forget, I mean— his rushing yards were, were a big factor on why they Huge. got a lot of first downs, why they scored a touchdown. So Mahomes rushing for eight eight times 53 yards and a touchdown, I mean, I know he's not taking off like Lamar, but but that's very positive
0: for their offense and kind of controlling the clock. I agree, and yeah, that was the biggest factor. They kept Henry on the sidelines, and that's the variable. Like they said uh, on every major news network, that's the difference between a running quarterback and a quarterback. Who can run yeah like that it's the difference he doesn't look to run first but when he turns on the jets he's a big boy it, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of tough to get him down he breaks tackles he's not afraid to get hit and um he played great i i, I still won't i saw someone say like I think it was nick wright that says he's an all-time playoff performer let's pump the brakes not yet it's not even that it's they've been favored in every game they've played all of them have been at home and what? it's just it, you gotta show me more. You gotta go into it not you gotta go into Miami, be the underdog. Uh, and it's not even that; I think they're the favorites still. So it's not like they're really you know what I mean. It's not like something impressive. Like the pressure is all on Mahomes. Like Jimmy G, there's a lot of pressure on him. A lot of pressure on Shanahan. Andy Reid yeah. kind of gets a lot of that pressure. So I was impressed, but I have to see it versus a great defense on the biggest stage where you're not necessarily like a given favorite. Like, like they should have beaten both teams that they did beat. You know what's not where it's like a Kirk Cousins where it's like you shouldn't have beaten the same states. Yeah. yeah, like you gotta beat a team that you shouldn't beat, and I think the 49ers are that team. I mean, if the
1: Forty Nine if the Chiefs were to win the Super Bowl, like yeah, I would still think it's early to toss out that that title uh for Mahomes. But I mean, it would definitely make more sense. The guy hasn't even played on the biggest stage yet. And you you no. definitely can't give him something like that. It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. But to to uh, Mahomes' defense. For as far as receivers go in the AFC Championship, you know, Sammy Watkins was a guy that that stuck out, and you know I really thought that Damian Williams was going to have more of a, an impact. I'm not saying that he didn't. But um, Sammy Watkins, like I said, seven receptions, 114 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that's definitely not the guy that I thought was going to put together a stat line like that, especially yeah. in this big-time game uh, of the AFC Championship. But I guess that just kind of pays off for, for giving Sammy Watkins the contract that they did. And we kind of all thought that that was overpaid. But, I mean, if if he's producing like this, I mean, th- this yeah. is when it counts, no? Yeah, it does,
0: and it's just it's kind of crazy that you have to look across the field at Kansas City and say a first-round pick. Uh, I remember when Sammy Watkins came out, I thought he was going to be great. I thought he was going to be the Bills' number one receiver, and it looks like they made a mistake letting him go, especially pre-Josh Allen. But to look across the other side of the field and say, wow, their third wide receiver is a number one pick. I mean, a a first-round pick. Like, what? I know. Like, that's so hard to cover. Like, that's so overwhelming for a defense. And I think their third-best option or their second-best option is a tight end. So it's like you're like, wait a minute. Like, this is a lot to handle at once, and I don't think the Titans were ready.
1: Yeah, no, and Mecole Hodman, he was just a yes. second-round pick last year. Um, we all know Tyreek Hill's situation coming out of um, college. He was obviously a, a more late round pick, but, but there were issues. Yeah. yeah, off the field issues. I'm sure he would have been a lot higher, and, and teams might be biting the bull for not necessarily picking him. Not saying that he still has improved his off the field antics because still seems that, that he's in the headlines in the offseason yeah. um, as, as far as everything went with his family. But that's for another day. But I, yeah. I, I would say that, that the Chiefs defense did step up, too, a little bit for this game. Obviously, stopping Derrick Henry was was, was a big factor in that. But, I mean, Sorensen had, had a lot of key tackles, whether that was on special teams or defense. So have to hit, give him credit. And I would say Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark kind of held this defense together yeah. um, as far as the secondary goes in, in the front seven, you know. Um, So I thought both of those guys played good. And the Titans didn't win the time of the possession battle. Uh, It's just about the same. I have 30 30 minutes and 10 seconds for the Titans and 29 minutes and 50 seconds for the Chiefs. So I would say for both teams that that's really the time that that they would necessarily want. Because, I mean, the Titans having the ball for for 30 minutes in a game, I mean, that beats almost any other team in the league, no?
0: Yeah, I I agree. That's how they won both of the playoff games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Killed the clock. They kept the opposing quarterback off the field. But uh, I think the difference was that Mahomes and them made the big plays on third down and kept the drives going uh, to stop the Titans from having those long drives. And, and when they did have those long drives, the Titans didn't finish as well as they would have liked to. And that's just what it is. When you're down from behind, you lose your greatest weapon. And I got to say, Lou, I mean, usually the Chiefs are a team. What did they, they score? Three touchdowns
1: in three and a half minutes last yeah. week? Um, so So just coming on this week for them to be able to completely flip the script and and hold the ball for 30 minutes in a game you could tell that they have adapted to their opponent and they were prepared to yeah. play so i thought that that was impressive as far as andy reed went and i hope like you said earlier in the, in the show that andy reed isn't doesn't have too much pressure on him because i really would like to see him win with mahomes and i'm a person that thinks Mahomes this is mahomes league for years to come yeah. so i'd love to see him start winning now and to be honest i, I think the 49ers know that that not that Jimmy G isn't ready for the moment but they don't want him to feel the pressure and that's kind of why I think they limited him to to eight pass pass catches last week um pass attempts last week uh, but we'll get into that that 49ers game uh, in a little bit but Lou if you had to say
0: uh, will the Titans be the same team next year? No, I don't think so because you're going to have to pay Tannehill. You have to figure out a way to keep everyone intact and kind of find that same magic. Unless they get a great receiver, sign Tannehill to a good deal, and not draft very well, I just don't see it. I think the AFC South is continuing to get better. I think the Texans will be better. Obviously, I hope the Colts will be better. Uh, and I don't think Jacksonville will be as much of a uh, dumpster fire as this year, especially now that they, they think they're going to go back to Foles long term. So we'll see. I just don't think it's... I, I think one of those things that it was a magical season and it yeah. just ended.
1: No, I, I think that, that whole AFC South could be... a, a Three games away, maybe? And this, like, the first team could could have 10 wins, and the last team could have 7 wins. Yeah, that's probably the best division in the AFC, head to toe. I think I think it'll be, like, very competitive. And, and I I wouldn't give them that title, but if, if the Steelers come back and are better next year and, and the Bengals take some steps w- with uh, yeah, Joe Burrows, who, who you would assume is the number one pick, then, then I feel like that's very competitive, too. But, no, I, I definitely get your point. I think this year, just this year, it was just because... Um, no, for this year, yeah, yeah it, it definitely could have been, but but Lou, just to keep it with, with <laughs> Kansas City. Uh do you think that they'll be even better next year? Is that possible?
0: Yeah, I think it's possible just because uh they're not going to have to sign Mahomes so the next off season and you could kind of just load up on one year guys, kind of do what the Rams did. I mean, uh grab a a guy like Sue, improve your D-line, help you stop the run, uh grab another corner for a season. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Just do a lot of one year deals that you can afford uh, and just go all in for another year because, say, if you win it this year, uh, the chance to repeat doesn't come often. You know what I mean? It's probably the hardest sport to make it to the finals again in. And I don't think they'll take it for granted. I mean, I think they're loaded up. I think everyone is pretty much signed for the most part, besides Mahomes. And I think they just have to take advantage of that now the same way the Rams did, but execute.
1: Yeah, and as far as as far as far cap goes for both teams, I don't really uh, know where they stand just yet. We haven't really looked at our offseason yeah. work too much. Uh, just busy grinding on, on what we still got uh, left for this season. But I do know that that Tannehill and Derrick Henry are both guys next year that aren't under contract. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just stick with the approach that I've kind of consistently been saying with Tannehill. I think that they should definitely franchise tag him. I think that they should draft a quarterback, maybe if that's trading back into the late first round or maybe early second round, just to kind of have a stability in Tannehill doesn't have the the best injury history either. He missed a lot of games down yeah. in Miami and that's kind of why he got a backup deal now. So he was he was kind of amped to get to get that, you know what I mean? Um but but I do think that they'll pay Derrick Henry and view him as a priority as far yes. as the team goes, but I I also feel that 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 position is is just a position that you can always kind of change and and have some youth come in and, and be a good change of pace. So even if you do pay Derrick Henry, I think they should add a better running back besides Deion Lewis to be a compliment to him. Um, yeah. that, that could make the offense better as a whole. I agree. But that wraps things up for for our AFC Championship. Let's head to the NFC Championship. And, Lou, this was another uh, – I thought it was going to be a better game, but I still thought it was a good game. Rodgers had them come back more in the second half. Uh, 37-20, 49 is win over the Packers. I wanted the Packers to win, but I thought it was going to be tough Them I'm not traveling the week and kind of having the proper pe- preparation to go into San Francisco and, and be successful. But I can't put all the blame on Rodgers, to be honest. I mean, 31 for 39, 326 yards, two touchdowns. Obviously, you can say, hey, Rodgers, you can't throw two interceptions. And Rodgers, you can't fumble it three times, even yeah. though they only lost it once. Um But, I mean, for him to only have eight incompletions and two of those be interceptions, I just think he needs more help as far as receivers go. Devontae Adams clearly still had a day with nine receptions and almost 140 yards. But, I mean, Geronimo, Allison, Lazard, these guys, I just don't see them picking up the slack. So maybe a big-name receiver or someone in the draft that they can get and maybe like a mid-to-high round pick I think could definitely be beneficial. And Lou Rogers isn't getting any younger either.
0: No, yeah, definitely not. I think uh, kind of what we said last week is they just weren't good enough to go beat San Francisco on the road. Uh, the O-line was very shaky. Uh, the defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. Uh, it's just really tough when the whole D-line is your big weakness, and you really don't have anybody up there since, like, BJ Raji wow. was on the team. dude. Like, Show serious. me what you
1: got, what you got, Raji. <laughs> Seriously, though, like, that was nah, their no. last
0: good D-tackle. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just thought that... He didn't get on the field enough, and he's a rhythm guy. Like He's very rhythm and like off script. So to not be on the field consistently, then you look, it's like, oh, there's a 30-yard run. Then there's a 4-yard run. Yeah. There's another 25-yard run. Oh, wait, they just scored. It's like, hmm. you couldn't run the football. Uh, I think they need someone better next to Aaron Jones that is less like Aaron Jones because I think him and Jamal Williams are very similar. And I think they screwed up uh, not getting Randall Cobb back. I think they screwed up not going after Cole Beasley. And I think they screwed up not trading a pick for Emmanuel Sanders. All these slot guys that can give Rodgers a safety blanket when Graham has to block and Devontae Adams is double-covered downfield. They just don't have a guy with veteran presence, veteran hands, that uh, knows how to get open in big spots.
1: Yeah, I do have to uh, give give my credit to, to Matt LaFleur because I did think his yeah. first year with the Packers, I thought he did a great job. Definitely. Uh, I, I predicted that Green Bay uh, was going to be a top of the division this year. And we'll get into that when we go over our divisional expectations that we had set from the beginning of the year. Um, but as, as far as you go with, with the defense, yeah, the the Packers have really great linebackers with Blake Martinez and the Smith brothers, Preston and Zedarius, And But those guys didn't really show up in this no. game. So, so – uh, to your point, they do have Kenny Clark on the defensive line from UCLA, uh, the Packers do. But one guy can't do it alone. So if he's getting double teamed on that defensive line, they don't have anyone else that can necessarily shed a tackle and stop the run like they could have used with most of it. Yeah. The, this dude's a backup running back, and he came and ran 220 yards and four touchdowns down your throat. That just can't happen for a team no. that, that says that they're a contender. You know, That's yeah. got to be the first thing that, that you really uh, focus on shutting down. But Lou, let's take this to the 49ers cuz we got to give them some credit too. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo threw so many passes, all yeah. 6 of them, right? Legit. <laughs> no, 6 6 completions uh, on 8 pass attempts for 77 yards and I would criticize him, but, I mean, that's really all he had to do. Mostert yeah. carried the load, and it was sad to see Tevin Coleman kind of go out early. I don't know if that was a shoulder it's or elbow, an elbow injury. Elbow backwards. Yeah, it, it, it was really weird. Um, and, and it stinks because I feel like that guy's always getting hurt whenever he has the opportunity mm-hmm. to shine. Um, but San Fran is loaded with running backs with Breida, and what do they got, James Jr., Senior. He, yeah. he, he's like a track star too. Yeah. Um, but I, I got to give credit to the defense as a whole as well. I mean, that front seven played lights out like Richard Sherman and Jaquisky Tart. They have that secondary on lock. Mm-hmm. So I think it, they're going to really present a challenge to the Chiefs coming up this uh, next week, actually, after Pro Bowl week, um, it, as far as far as the Super Bowl goes. But no, I mean, Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen, Lou. And like I said, he looked good, but... The team didn't. So it doesn't matter how yeah. good how good one individual looks, you know? But I personally think Rogers needs help on offense. I know you just mentioned a slot guy. You have any names that, that you can necessarily put out there that you think that they should scout for next year?
0: Like I not not through the draft, but I mean like I don't know how Cole Beasley's contract is or a guy like that, or a guy like Michael Gallup that can come out of the slot, he's very fast. Or even a guy like on the Chiefs, like like, like, dude, like the guy Pringle. Like, come on, like just somebody <laughs> Byron that's got Pringle, yeah. someone that just got speed and that can get open. The Packers are a very, very slow team. Yeah. Like Devontae Adams is a has some speed, but he's more of a I'm gonna catch the ball over you and we're Possession gonna jump for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a I'm gonna burn you downfield, and it's just it. There's no speed. There's yeah. no speed. And Lou, I know, I know, we talked about
1: this very limitedly yesterday. Uh, I, I do think that that if the Browns wanted to go in a different direction from one of their two receivers, I think that could be a really good spot for Odell. You know, Green Bay is kind of out of the media a little bit. Hopefully, he wouldn't find any excuses to be the headlines there like he did in Cleveland. You know, yeah. um, but I, just like you said yesterday, uh, Odell's the best slant guy in the league, and, mm-hmm. and once he gets a ball in his hands, I. I don't care what anyone says about Odell. He's clearly not the best receiver in the league now. Uh, my, that, I'd give that title to Michael Thomas. But if you have to throw a slant route and, and you think it's going to go to the crib, I mean,
0: it's got to it's got to be Odell yeah. now. Or even in screens, like they throw screens to Devontae Adams, and I mean, he's physical enough where he breaks tackles, but he doesn't have that quickness that Odell has with the feet. I mean, he's obviously has great feet and great hands. Huh. Yeah, but he's not Odell on a screen where like he, he really causes problems, where he attracts that much attention because. You know, like, if this guy breaks one tackle, you know what I mean? He's to the house, yeah. So, yeah, I do think that's a good fit. I just think he needs help as a whole, no matter what it is. Just improve that offense and get someone on the D line that can that can actually tackle. I mean, mm-hmm. and they have great linebackers, but they're all pass coverage and sack the quarterback linebackers. None of them are great run stoppers, yeah.
1: So, I don't think they schemed well at all. No, no, I hear you. And just just our last point with, with all of this I mean, do you think the 49ers are the most likely team to be here next year? Yes. I mean, their their defense sets up Perfectly. for it. They they Perfect. have Jimmy G all locked up. All those guys that are making their defense so good are all on rookie contracts. So I think they could even go out and spend. They uh, will. I mean, we we saw them bring Quan Alexander uh, aboard this year, and that definitely helped out for some experience as far as the linebackers go. Because look at the development of Fred Warner. I mean, that guy's been playing lights out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So so I think that that's definitely something. Uh, to look forward to. But my my other question with the 49ers, is, do you think that they're a luck to win the NFC West next year? We, we know how competitive and, and tough that division necessarily is. I mean, we have the Seahawks, we have the Rams, the Connells are a team that's coming up uh, going forward. So do you think that they're
0: most likely to
1: win that division?
0: I would say yes, as of right now. We have to see how the Rams bounce back. They have a lot of money tied up and a lot of people. Seattle's the exact opposite outside of Russ. There's really nobody like, like that dude's on his own, like we've yeah. been saying all season. And um, yeah, I, I think that if... It's just crazy to think that they have the best team right now in that division, and they probably have the best position in the offseason. So yeah, I'm going to go with that. And I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, like I said yesterday, it's his first year as a starter. He has nowhere to go... But up. Like, people don't understand. This is, like, his, his like 18th game. This
1: is his first full healthy season.
0: Literally. Like, he's <laughs> literally never played a full season. And it's like, come on now. And he already has some Super Bowl experience being there on the sidelines, knowing how to prepare. So, yeah, I just, I don't think people, like, everyone's like, oh, like, Lamar's 23, like, Baker's 24, whatever it is. And it's like, these dudes all have more games than Jimmy G played. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. Like they both have played more games than him. Even Josh Allen. Josh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like it's crazy. See, no, not Sam Donald because he was hurt, uh, a little bit this year and last year with his mono. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just I, I can't see it anyway but but up for them.
1: No, I hear you. But you guys feel free to let us know your thoughts as far as the AFC and NFC championship go. Make sure to use hashtag since the sandbox to let us know your opinions on on how our episodes went in in your opinions for the super bowl going forward that wraps it up guys since the sandbox baby booyah apple review five stars guys